2: Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Going to do it in one. I've not nailed an introduction all week. Here we go. Derby weekend is here. Stick around for the next 30 minutes as we preview what could be City's biggest game of the season. It's Friday the 1st of March. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm David Powell. And I'm Oli Kirsch. And this is the City Report Podcast.
1: The city are kings of europe now they have their triple
0: crown
2: welcome back to the city report podcast your final episode of the week and it's a big one we've wheeled out a wonderful panel both uh with the insight and the looks as well although listeners you won't be able to see that and actually ollie you've got a surprise for us well it's not so much a surprise but just a little bit of a a pre-show entertainment section um you've prepared some poetry so um like a a good school i'm just bringing back an old classic (laughs) classic (laughs) i'm just bringing back an old classic yeah that's a a loose term but it's certainly one for the nostalgia merchant so yeah take away the poetry to kick off this friday
0: derby day the scores were level then the goat was fed by neville silly boy should know for sure feed the goat
2: and he will score hey look at that (laughs) remember remember the 9th of november it's almost like I've never heard that. Do you know what? I've heard it once or twice, but it's not something that necessarily sticks with me. It's the sort of thing I imagine you go to sleep every night repeating in the mirror, Oli. You're that sort (laughs) of era city fan.
0: (laughs) <laughs> it's not sheep jumping over a fence, it's Sean Goaters jumping over a fence. Sweet.
2: Let's get into it then, because there are, uh, we'll leave the poetry aside, um, because there is plenty of football to speak about. Obviously, big, big major match this weekend at the Etihad Stadium, Manchester City hosting Manchester United. David, thoughts going into it? Um, I'm starting to get those nerves now, starting to get those jitters. I think we're sort of what, by the time we're recording this, three days out by the time it goes out we will be two days away so it's getting closer the news is sort of starting to turn to it i'm seeing it pop up on articles and videos etc etc so um yeah starting to feel like it's it's upon us
3: uh i'm a little bit on the other side of the fence Ooh. of it I, I still hasn't really hit home yet that it's it's derby weekend i am gonna get i'm getting a little bit excited obviously to get back up to the etihad for for a game but i haven't really started to get that sort of like you just said, then the nerves about a derby day where you start to think, oh, God, this could actually ruin the weekend. I don't know if it's because it's a Sunday game or whether I'm still one, yeah, a little bit still excited, probably a bit too excited from the Luton game, seeing Haaland score a few (laughs) goals again. But the nerves haven't kicked in yet. But all I do know is I I am not quietly confident. I'm loudly confident that it will be a it will be a win for City at the weekend for sure. See,
2: that that worries me. That worries me when City fans are coming on here. Um, <laughs> not you in particular, but it's, it's a common sort of theme heading into derbies now, isn't it, Ollie? that City are not even just, like you say, quietly the underdogs. City are the underdogs. And that's been a pattern which I'd say, what year are we in now? 2024. You could probably go back 10 years and you wouldn't find a derby where City haven't
0: gone into it as favourites. I, I, I would love to see... When the last time we actually went into a derby as underdogs with the bookies. It mm. it must be maybe 13-14 seasons, so they just won the title. And then yeah. probably the first derby following their last title win. It'd been David Moyes, wouldn't it? The
2: th- the first derby was the after Ferguson was the Aguero 4-1, I think it was. Yeah. Um, he got a couple, I think Nazri and Yaya Torre scored. So that's, yeah,
0: that's that's pretty much over a decade. Pot- and yeah, poss- and even then we might have gone in as favourites. It, mm. it could have been even the year before that when they won the title. And it, it's weird. And I don't really read too much into that because yes, on paper, we are a lot better. Uh, that shouldn't be understated. We do win the majority of the derbies these days, but they are derbies. Even mm. when we were shite, we would win one or two. And we were considerably worse than United are now. Um And we'd still crop up with a win here and there, as mentioned, go to 2003, did the derby double 2008. We won one, the first one at the Etihad 4-1 in 2004. Mm. So um it, it does, it comes out every now and then. I'm looking at the results here. 14th of Jan, 2023, they beat us. Um March 2021, they beat us. So, you know, every now and then they crop up and they do they, they do. Beat They're almost derby, doing but... what City
2: used to do, where they pop Literally, up yeah, a result yeah. when it, it just doesn't like it's going to come And United winning trophies and Champions Leagues, et cetera, and City, oh, they get a Derby win. That's kind of how it switched.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, listen, we're, we're, we're favourites. But I don't think we should read too much into it because there is a, always a huge psychological aspect to Derby Day. Um mm. They have extra impetus to turn up, uh, and on occasion when United do turn up in the games, which isn't very often, you know, even their wins are ugly at the moment. But on occasion when they do turn up, and certain players turn up, they, they can do damage. They can, they they mm. they can, um, they can harm us. Players like Rashford, players like Hoyland, uh, Bruno Fernandes. They, they do have some players who are capable. You know, like most teams in the Premier League of on their day um, giving us some trouble but on paper it should be run of the mill but derbies aren't ever played on paper
3: hmm. Hmm. Depends who the line spin yeah. is as well
0: <laughs> now 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 <laughs> um, yeah, now so yeah,
2: I, I was just about to say I'm, I'm still not over that With that, we City won the treble last year and that's still yeah. the one thing in my head which is sort of <laughs> occupy, o- occupying free rent space um, David I, I want to speak a bit more I don't want to speak about United a bit more later on but it, we are sort of obliged to given we're on the show um, I just want to let listeners know that I do not want to speak about United but we will um, but just thinking about that Luton game in midweek, obviously 6-2 victors for City and and kind of a much-needed blowout in a sense because City could have gone to Kenilworth Road and they could have won 2-1, they could have won 1-0, a little bit like we're seen in the previous couple of games and yeah, they'd have been in the next round. But how important do you think that sort of victory was for City heading into this game at the weekend where it's like, no, we are those guys. And I, I, do, I will say Luton Town were... Jesus, um, <laughs> possibly one of the worst performances against City we've seen this season. I mean, they, they were they were trying to play football. They scored some great goals, but by God, giving Harlan that much space was was lunacy. Yeah, at the same time, it's still a confidence booster, which is always helpful heading into a derby.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think it was. I think the term you described there, like a, a blowout, or what have you just said, then was like the perfect term because it's like a. Uh, Sometimes, like a group of friends, you need to have one massive blowout before you start getting down to business again. Whether that be work or whatever, (laughs) it felt a little. Is that
2: from experience? It sounds like maybe a little bit,
3: just a a quick blowout. But (laughs) I think that's sort of what it felt like. We just City needed one of those games where we used to need them back in the day. Oh, we we need to win a goal and uh, win a game by one Mm. coming off the shin. We just needed one game where we just blew a team away and scored six, five, whatever it may be, just to sort of be like, we can still do it. The players are still here. Haaland still knows how to score. He st- Kevin De Bruyne knows what he's doing. And that's what it sort of felt like. It was it. it could have been a really tricky game, like we said on the preview shows, away at, 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 at Luton. But it turned out the way they set up to be the perfect one because I, c- I can only imagine how Haaland is now feeling. He he obviously knows he played against mm. Luton and he scored those goals. So he missed a few and stuff. But his confidence is now going to be a lot better. The, the comments he's been saying post-game as well that City are back we're ready to attack like the whole KDB Haaland fear factor which I think it started last year with the derby at the Etihad as well didn't it where De Bruyne was mm. firing those go air the balls in for Harland's hat-trick so I feel like it was the perfect result and that's why I, I put it in the chat and said like should we be this excited or should I be this excited post a 6-2 versus <laughs> Luton in the cup but I think there's a lot of positives to come from that game that was just timed right for this mad run that's starting with the derby that we needed. We needed those goals from harland We needed Foden to have a rest. We needed Rodri to have a rest. So I'm pretty mm. chuffed at the moment, if I'm honest, if you're going into it. And that's probably why maybe I'm a little bit too excited. And that can make a few City fans nervous, but you've got to be positive, <laughs> haven't you?
2: Uh, look, I think most of the fans nowadays—the common uh, consensus—is that it is optimism. But I think there's a few stragglers, um, Ollie and I, sort of included in that group <laughs> who are still like, "Oh no, oh no, everything's going to go wrong. The world's going to collapse in on itself." Um, it, look, it, Ollie, it is genuinely a big game, isn't it? And I, I wonder—here's a question. Maybe you're not the right person to answer, but there's been a bit of talk online over the last few weeks, few months, few years about the importance of the Manchester derby because like we said before that pendulum has completely swung you know it's almost I'm not I don't think this but people are dubbing it somewhat of a nothing game for City you know what is what is you know United haven't been City's rivals quote-unquote for the last five years does it matter the the players don't think about it as as a sort of in that sense, anyway, they kind of see Liverpool as the team who's been there and competing against them. By God, um, I remember the FA Cup final um, just last season when I think you and I potentially were on this preview show um, speaking about that game and, and I posed the question, which one would you prefer to win, the Champions League or the FA Cup final? And I think you and I both said the, the FA Cup final because it was against United, blah, blah, blah. I had people DMing me saying what an absolute lunatic I was and how crazy <laughs> and how stupid it was. And, and you know, that is a genuine, for, for some City supporters, that is how they feel. But for me, and I guess for you and for others, this is the one the one weekend on the calendar you, at the start of the season when the fixtures come out, you circle it. United at home, it has to be three points, no matter what else happens throughout the season.
0: Yeah. I mean, firstly, on the Champions League or FA Cup thing, how would it have felt to only win one and not the other? Well, I guess we'll never know. look the thing is about this being a a big game and we we were chatting about rivalries and importance of different teams different rivalries united liverpool etc arsenal you you split them up right united are our local rivals they are at the moment not our Mm. competitive rivals we are not going up against them for certainly in the league obviously the 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 cup they get themselves a nice little lucky run going every now and then maybe get to a final (laughs) and they should just be happy to be there but Giant killers, I think, is the term to describe <laughs> yeah. United after that game against Forest. The, the the reality is probably similar to how United fan United fans felt 15, 20 years ago, which is it's the highlight of their season if they beat us. Mm. It is. Yeah. That that's they they circle it, we circle it, we wanna beat them, they wanna beat us. But for us, we've got bigger fish to fry, we've got bigger things going on. If we do lose to them, but in May we're lifting the Premier League trophy, nobody really gives a fuck. Uh, Nobody Mm. cares. Whereas for them, they don't really have anything else going for them. Um, They are still in the FA Cup, but... You know what they're pushing for top five. Their, their underlying numbers, their x x points and xg wise, Even they're, that they're, they're pushing for top five. The fact that top four looks out
2: the out the window, and they, they're going to yeah. have to rely on historical coefficient from other clubs yep. from England performing well in Europe. It says it says a lot.
0: Yeah, we've potentially by winning the Champions League given them a ticket into Europe, which is yeah. which is quite funny. But you know, we donate to the poor um
2: so <laughs> hey st mark's have got and we're set up to um provide charity to local residents in manchester i guess go. this isn't in manchester Never but um, lost that look, you can tell it's derby week. lending camp, them lending them kits lending <laughs> them
0: our stadium lending them a champions yeah. league slot uh but yeah so <laughs> it, the the bigger picture for us we have other we have bigger fish to fry they don't but yes, you are right. It is still something we circle in the calendar. It is still one of the football dates of the season for us. Um, and it, we have every right. That's, that's not Tim Pot mentality. And people shouldn't get that mm. wrong. Like, especially for people that have grown up in Manchester, it's massive. You're a kid, you go to school, half is blue, half is red. Um, and that, that is Derby Day every year. The only difference is the bragging rights of the city is a 24 hour gig. Because after that, we're looking at the next game, whatever the resort, saying, right, this is now what we need to do. Mm. Whereas for them, they'll hold on to it for a little bit longer if they can pull a resort out of the bag. Um, they, they still celebrate, what was it, Pogba's hat-trick so delay us winning the league by four days or something like that. <laughs> um, it's it's just the way it is at the moment. That's, that's the way the wind's blowing. Right. And that's the position they were in 15, 20 years ago. But to deny that it's a major rivalry, it, it, like, are you tripping? Really? Of course it's massive. <laughs>
2: Mm, yeah, 24-hour bragging people isn't exactly how the song used to go. Um, David, I'll, I'll pose a difficult question. I was sick of getting abuse in my DM, so I'll send it your way instead. Um, Adam asked a similar question on yesterday's show, but in terms of the results and what it would mean for the title race, I mean this purely emotionally. Would you prefer to lose to United this weekend... Or Liverpool next weekend. Which one for you do you think would sting the least?
3: I, you're asking the person who probably wanted the, the Champions League over the FA Cup last year. So I would probably.
2: This is why I'm asking. Yeah. You know what? I, give me credit. This is why I'm asking you. <laughs> <It's> per, per, <laughs> perfect,
3: perfect hosting that is. Um, yeah, I would probably take the the L tomorrow. Um, oh. I think oh. I, I say that because I, a few of the things Ollie was saying then. I used to, I was at like the Gary Neville, Sean Goethe goal when I was younger. And like, when we used to beat Man United back then, my excitement levels were through the roof, being a City fan Mm. that like lived in the Midlands. I probably, the people that used to take the mick out of me, they were United fans living in Birmingham that didn't go to the game. I was a Man City fan Mm. that went to the game. So I felt like I always had a bit more over these like fans that used to take the mick out of me. Whereas you boys, being in Manchester, it was completely different, but... The United games for me now, I don't have anyone in my DMs. I don't have it other than like the social media stuff. My friends, they're, they're too embarrassed to talk anymore. So like it's the Liverpool fans <laughs> where being from North Wales, I've got more Liverpool fans that are just constantly in my yeah, ear. And it's that, yeah. it's that competition thing. Like Ollie said, that there are direct competitors and I, I hate Jurgen Klopp with a passion. Probably up there with <laughs> how much I hate Casemiro, Gary Neville, Bruno Fernandes. He's in that back bracket for me. So they're both red shirts. Mm. Doesn't really matter. But yeah, I think <laughs> I, I would I would lose Sunday, forget about it within two days, and then beat Liverpool and win the league. That would be that'd be fine with me.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. That's it. Look, look, every everyone's everyone's uh, opinions personal to them, and I, I think as well, it, it's certainly something we've noticed over the last couple of years. And, and you know, as the fan base has grown, and, and we've had so many more wonderful people from around the world tuning into City and supporting City, and you know, people on this podcast as well say we, we speak about Derby and like, oh, it's Manchester United. And I guess if you don't share that feeling, you don't share that city. You don't you don't share those streets. It doesn't mean as much. It is just another game. Being said, Sunday, half free. Um, God, (laughs) got to win, City, got to win. Um, That'll do for part one. Um, Join us after this short break as we sort of look at at what City might do um, in terms of the football um, in the Derby on Sunday.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter-shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello, fresh! Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season, and the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the city report podcast. your home for daily Manchester city content. Your fifth episode from five this week, go back and you can listen to all of our wonderful stuff that we put out. Obviously after the weekend, we were reviewing the Bournemouth win, a, a tight and edgy win there as opposed to uh, Tuesday's as to use that phrase again, blowout um, against Luton town. And obviously, uh, as the week has gone on started pre- uh, sort of previewing, sorry, the, um, match on Sunday. Um, Ollie, I don't suspect you watched too much of Manchester United, given what you disclosed in part one of this show. But at the same time, what are you expecting from them on Sunday in terms of a footballing entity? I think you sort of scratched the surface a little bit by saying they've had wins, but the performances have been a struggle. Personally speaking, that is obviously something City will look to exploit. But a team that is winning while playing badly is still a dangerous beast.
0: Yeah, their, their away form's quite good. I think they've had three away wins on the bounce uh, before their loss the other day. They were, they had a few wins. They they were, they were eking out shit results. I've, I've said this quite a lot about them. Um, and you're mm-hmm. wrong, I do watch them because Schadenfreude, right? Inject that shit right <laughs> into me. Uh, if, if they go yeah. a couple of goals up, I'm switching off. And then as soon as I get a notification that they've started to collapse and conceded a couple, <laughs> I'm switching it back on. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah they they are I'm I'm not going to go too heavy on the Andrew Detmer stats bomb here but their underlying numbers are shite. Um for mm. expected points they are running 11 ahead. So on the expected points table that's a lot. That's a, yeah, lot. that's a lot. That's a lot. Um on the expected points table they're actually 11th in the league. Um and this is one of the occasions where I feel that that is actually a fair reflection of what you see when you watch them. They mm. struggle to control games. When they are ahead, they struggle to see them out comfortably. Um, when they go behind, they struggle at times, or they do. They they, they can get over the line, but th- there's just a weakness. I think there's a psychological weakness in that team. And it's going to lead us on to how I would like to see us set up. And unfortunately, Greedish isn't available, but I think we can bully them into submission on Sunday. Mm. I think if if they are seeing very little of the ball, they're going to get very, very frustrated. Certain players that I won't name that I'll leave to David Powell to name will (laughs) um, get a little bit stroppy. Um <laughs> supposed leaders, I of, who supposed leaders of the team, will get a bit. Hey, I, I'll
2: jump in here. Actually, yeah. I was listening to bits of Eric Ten Hag's press conference um, today yesterday for listeners and he, he came out with quite a brazen call that um and i'll let you react to this one david bruno fernandez this is not necessarily v- verbatim and, and word for word but you know pretty much what he said um bruno fernandez isn't protected enough by the referees and i just thought that was <laughs> absolutely wow. batshit he crazy. said what say.
3: that's <laughs> exactly, wild is the um,
2: explicit reaction
3: I don't know what to say about it. To be honest, he's 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 <laughs> a genuine like low life of the sport. He, he is. He is <laughs> a... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he is though, isn't he? And it's, it's horrible to think that apparently City were interested in signing him back when I think Spurs wanted him and then City wanted him or whatever you believe mm. that he could have been playing for yeah. for City and I, like we haven't really had that many horrible players play for us. Cancelo, mm. obviously. I'll made give him
0: fit. the benefit of the doubt from the other day, though, Dave. I would because I, I don't know if you've seen it, but he he was basically throttled and nothing happened. Okay. And I, I know a few months ago Casemiro well, you, got sent you make off at the you same make thing. your
2: bed and and you 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 lie on it, don't you? Yeah, I, yeah. It's I, like I the boy the who cried wolf. With him. Where where the fella and and Rodri as well, uh, fully yeah. enough against Forrest he he had the the red card for putting your arms on. you that should have been a red card. But in terms of the other fouls and it's there was that clip, wasn't there, in the Fulham game where he gets breathed on from about three yards away and he's going down holding his ankle whilst he. Ironically, his team are trying to chase a game and he's there in the referee's face. And it's like, well, just you know, get a grip, basically. And it, yeah. it's interesting. You make, an, you, know, you make an interesting point, David, about you don't mind a nasty player. Um, I think some would possibly put Fernandinho in that bracket. Obviously, we know he's not a nasty person by any means, but on the football pitch, Zabaleta as well, plays you don't want to play against and, and do have that sort of grit about them. But Fernandes is the opposite. And I, I know so many United fans who are just gobsmacked at the fact he's got the armband. And, and, and a lot of the time, I when I'm watching United, I feel like he's got the armband so he doesn't get 15 bookings a game because of the, the back chat he's given to the referees. Um, Q, yeah. Bruno Fernandez penalty um, in, a, in a 1-0 victory. Um, but but David, I'll stick with you and we'll speak about City because we don't want to spend too too long speaking about United players. But in terms of the 11 for City on Saturday, um, it's... It, I, personally, I've got an eleven that I think should start. Whether or not they do start, for me, is, is the issue because we've seen in big games this season Guardiola has almost abandoned principles at times. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, I, I actually quite liked Nunes in midweek. And I think I've seen a few people saying that, is he the answer to play left wing or playing off that side to run mm. off Haaland. And I quite liked it. I wouldn't mind seeing it again. Whether it actually happens this weekend, I'm not sure. Um I think a few people obviously said as well with Docu uh, being on the bench and Grealish being injured does that mean that we see Docu against United which I'd, I'd rather not. Um, mm. Foden obviously comes in. Rodri obviously comes in. Haaland. I think Kev, did Kev do 90 minutes against uh, Luton midweek? Good question. Perhaps. I think he did. Yeah, I think he was near which, enough.
0: Near
2: enough. It, um, yeah, it was, there was that four substitutions in the second half. Oh no, he did. Um, yeah,
0: Kev, Kev wasn't yeah. One of the ones that yeah,
2: came in. Crazy. It's wild. crazy actually
3: when you consider the problems he's had if you if you took it on on face value you, you're 6-2 up against Luton he's been out for three games <laughs> mm. and you got United at the weekend you'd expect him to be off but then it makes you think is he gonna start on the bench against United which just wouldn't make any sense would it I mean <laughs> mm. he, uh,
2: <laughs> we've seen weirder things this season yeah
3: yeah Sergio Gomez start this weekend um <laughs> I think I really like the back four that played against Luton. The the four centre arse I thought Kanji looked really good again. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ake Carradjo still injured as well, isn't he? So Ake's got to start out on that yeah. left. Diaz and Stones, Akanji Kanji, but will Walker come back in?
2: Well, that that's that's a question, isn't it? Um, and. Ollie, I'll read out my um predicted eleven. We don't really do segments like this on the show, but I think it's one of those games where the team selection could be the difference between make or break, especially considering how City have performed um in these big matches, specifically at home in the past as well. You know, some questionable selections. But this is what I'd go for, obviously Edison in there. Um even though I'd probably prefer prefer a Kanji in that I think it will be Walker Stones, Diaz Ake. I think that's kind of maybe City's best back four, um, a Kanji hard done by, but you do get a little bit of, of that extra pace with Kyle Walker and you look at United's width and, and there is pace on those on those wings. Um, midfield, I would go Rodri Kovacic and Kevin De Bruyne, um, assuming De Bruyne comes back in after having, as we found out, played 90 minutes on Tuesday. And then front three probably picks itself, albeit maybe not in the positions you'd want these players, but Foden Haaland, Bernardo. Foden Occupying that left wing spot, Bernardo Silva on the right wing. I'm getting thumbs up. Is that does that get the um, the the
0: Kirsch seal of approval? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the perfect mix. I think that's exactly what we need. Um, Haaland, Foden probably on the left, Bernardo on the right. Rodri in the holding role, Kovacic with him, and uh, De Bruyne behind Haaland somewhere, floating around between the midfield and mm. and, and Big Earl. I think that's spot on. That's I talked about balance in the review. Of, of the Luton game that is balance Bernardo
2: has that got both. enough uh, enough YOLO and control players, <laughs> yeah between the fuck uh, it
0: YOLO and control although control <laughs> is actually uh, control is just an illusion it doesn't really exist um, but no yes that that is the good mix uh, Bernardo Bernardo in there to control the pace of the game especially in wide areas coming forward maybe mixing up a bit with Walker um, Kovacic and Rodri to give us that um assurance and tempo in the midfield, De Bruyne, Haaland and Foden's who do the damage. That is, that's lovely. I love that. Mm. That, I think that Uh, will, yeah, could crush them.
2: I, 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 as as we say out loud now, I like it. I'm I'm getting excited for the game. Um, you know, with that lineup in mind, which inevitably, David, means it will end up being uh, Doku Alvarez, of, <laughs> yeah, Doku Alvarez, Foden, De Bruyne, and Haaland. Um, which, uh, look, we we, uh, we we joke, but a serious point, surely Guardiola, and I mentioned this earlier on in in the week, but surely Guardiola's looked at those Spurs <clears throat> games, those Liverpool games, those Chelsea games, and gone that cannot happen again you can say what you want about united but as we've as, as we've referenced derby games are derby games one blink of an eye, they can get out of control a tackle can fly in and suddenly you're playing an end-to-end basketball game city surely 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 cannot set up with a, a front five of docu alvarez um foden kevin de bruyne and erling harland again
3: yeah you, you'd hope not you'd really hope not you'd Pep can be stubborn, and whether he just thinks, no, I'm going to (laughs) keep slamming this square peg in a round hole until it works, which it's happened before. I mean, we all thought four centre-arse weren't going to work and a false number four, whatever it may be. Yeah, true. I do think Doku, Alvarez, Nunes, that they're players that are better off the bench. Like, Doku is perfect Mm. for the last 15, 20 minutes. Alvarez, fresh legs when hard. At the moment, anyway. Yeah, yeah, 100%. They're the players that when they start, they just don't seem to. The, a, a game's different in the first 60 minutes versus the last 30 minutes. And they are currently, where they're at in their careers, much better suited to the last 30 minutes. And I think we've seen that, especially with Doku. Alvarez in the past, like two months, has been getting a lot of stick, but he's just been asked a lot in those first 60 minutes, which he's probably better suited right now to come off the bench. So I, I hope mm. it is the lineup you've said. Um, if Grealish was fit, I would 100% have him in there and Bernardo further back for Kovacic. But Kovacic at the moment, he's looking back to that early season. Absolute wonder player that mm. we signed and thought, God, he's going to be the key to unlock Rodri. Which again, I think when he said there, that, that the damage will be done by Foden and Haaland but, and De Bruyne. When Kovacic plays, Rodri is dangerous going forward. I'm excited to see him. You,
2: you can smell, you can smell a Rodri goal in this fixture. I yeah, think. I fancy a Bernardo goal, Ramos. For, a Bernardo, a Bernardo. Well, let's take both. Yeah, um, a quick De Bruyne. First five minutes, it, it does feel like these games over the last two years, City have started fast. And, and I guess it probably leads on to final question, Ollie. And and, and sort of, we teased it at the, the top. Basically, what does this? Uh, fixture mean in terms of the feelings personally but in terms of City what do you think this this game represents obviously a a big win against Luton in midweek after a a stodgy couple of weeks but still 18 games unbeaten I think it is do you think City need a statement ahead of Liverpool ahead of FA Cup quarterfinal ahead of um, Arsenal after the international break you know does it have to be one of those games where the league sits back and goes oh shit, these, these guys are real again. Or do you think another 1-0 sort of bumble in goal in the second half from inside the six-yard box will, will do for now?
0: I think this game represents a run-of-the-mill game against a mid-table, mid-table mediocrity <laughs> side that will warm us up nicely for the tougher <laughs> major fixtures to come.
2: Are you saying it isn't even the starter? It's the bread
0: before the starter with the little uh, olive oil. What, what's the word? The, the anti, anti, anti-pasty? <laughs> <laughs> Is it the anti-pasty? That's what someone who doesn't like Greg says. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, what does it mean? Yeah, it, it's just a case of keeping up the momentum that we've got. We, we had a troublesome couple of games, dropped, dropped a couple of points, and then you know 1-0, 1-0. Uh, lay down a marker again against Luton and this is going to lay down a marker for the games to come. I don't think it's that much of a warm-up, sarcasm aside, for Liverpool because Liverpool are a completely Mm. different prospect to United, as are Arsenal. So, I I don't think it'll necessarily serve as a sign as how we're going to do, but certainly it will... Wet the players' appetites, so to speak, talking about food courses um, <laughs> for for the big games that are to come. So, yeah, we mm. this isn't life or death this game, um, but it's important that we continue to gather the momentum that we have done since the turn of January, February ish. Uh, you
2: you you mentioned the phrase there, wet the appetites. Totally unfootball related, but I only found out. A couple of months ago, that, um, and this is terrible as a sports writer for me to say it, but you spell wet the appetite with W H E T, not W-H-E-T. E.T., as in, like, the waterway. Anyway, um, just a, a brain revelation from me there, and, and maybe some listeners will, will agree that they didn't know it was spelt like that. Um, But, uh, D- David, uh, sidetrack, Um, final question, sort of similarly, you know, uh, do, you, do you fear a defeat here could sort of, not necessarily spell the end for City's title hopes, but it could certainly damage City to a point where it maybe is irreplaceable or, or irreversible, sorry, in terms of that, L- less so the points um, gap because City have come from bigger margins at a later stage in the season. But I just feel with this City team at the moment, a lot of it f- kind of feels like it's on momentum and, and confidence and, and to damage that at this stage, for me, I think would be detrimental, especially considering next weekend it's Liverpool.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's not necessarily a must-win but it is a must win because Arsenal <laughs> Arsenal and <laughs> Liverpool's fixtures this week, uh Sheffield United and Forest. So Yeah, they're basically gimme. They they're are give We we've then go what what would it be, four points behind and two points behind. The pressure on those Arsenal game and the Liverpool game would be so intense that like you said, at the moment, I think we we are running on momentum of eighteen games unbeaten. It doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like that sort mm. of invincible run that we've done. That's in- a lot, isn't it? It's you know, a lot. You just
2: said it and I've realised that's a lot of games. And only one of them has been, no, sorry, two of them have been um, draws. The rest of them have been wins. It, so 16, 16 wins in 18 matches.
3: It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. But it doesn't feel, it's been It's been like a quiet run. Whereas before previous seasons, it's felt like, mm. wow, we are literally untouchable, but we're still going to games at the moment. Obviously, other than my, my optimism this weekend. I'm not completely <laughs> confident that we're going to win every game like we have been in previous season. So I think if we were to lose on Sunday, then go to the Anfield game and Arsenal at home, which obviously Arsenal are looking very, very strong at the moment. I think if we were to not win both those games, I think we would be out of the title this year. I think one of them would go and do it. Mm. We're up against two teams this year, not one. Um, so yeah, it's a must-win, not miss-win game tomorrow. Eh, Sunday, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for me
2: yeah, a must kind of a must kind of possibly really should win yeah. <laughs> um fixture i think awaits us on sunday um that'll do then i guess uh we seem to have, have covered pretty much every base there listeners let us know your thoughts as usual city report pod on all social media platforms ollie thank you very much hopefully you'll have some more poetry for us next week although I'm not making any promises
0: thank you up the fucking blues
2: yeah nicely done Uh, David uh, thank you very much
3: yeah thank you very much for having me up the blues
2: listen (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a child-friendly version, that one. Um, Go on, City. Um, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, I will say both, both of you are dads as well, so um, yeah. maybe that says more about one than the other, um, considering it's bedtime at the moment. Um, but anyway, listeners, it's been a pleasure. Um, enjoy Derby weekend, if you can, unlike me, uh, where it's just an emotional wreck. But hopefully we're back here on Monday speaking about a Manchester City win against United. Until then, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you later. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk Sport Powered by fans.